We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. minutes a day 365 days a year this is the pack a day podcast hello everybody welcome to another episode of the pack a day podcast you want to stop shop for all things green and gold my name is mike Wellen. i'm joined this week by gage bridge for mark echo one more time before we do our reshuffling next week and guys it's going to be an adventurous offseason with plenty of entertainments. And whether you think it's good or bad, that is up to you, uh, Mark. Oh, we, were, we, were talking, we were talking before recording, and it's going to be frustratingly entertaining, but entertaining nonetheless these next few weeks. Yeah, it's, it's going to, I mean, it's going to be an offseason like not many we've seen. I mean, last offseason was, was drama-filled because of the whole, is you know, the reports of Aaron Rodgers not he'll never play in Green Bay again. He'll never step foot in all that nonsense that you know turned out to be not true at all. Um, but it's and you know we have Aaron Rodgers again, but there's more. Um, even if if Rodgers comes back, if he doesn't, the Packers have a lot of decisions that need to be made. Uh, not just a quarterback, but wide receiver, uh, a couple key players on defense. Uh, there, you know, there, there's a lot of free agents. And not a lot of cap space, but we're going to talk today right about how they they can create some cap space, keep some of their free agents. I don't think they're going to be busy shopping the free agent market because once if they decide to keep their own, they're not going to have a whole lot of space left. But uh, but it is going to be it is going to be entertaining if if you like, you know, I guess baseball they used to call it the what hot stove. I don't know what they call it in, in football, but if you like a lot of rumors, then then. The Packers are your team this this offseason because there's going to be tons of them. I'm just excited to watch another season of watching every fan base other than Green Bay. Like, Green Bay fans are going to tear each other down every day because that's what they do. But it's going to be super fun to watch every other fan base constantly do the gymnastics to try and figure out why Rodgers is going to be on their team next year. Like, that's all we saw all last offseason. And so for the next month, right up, like, before until Rodgers announces – I know that every single day it's going to be a new rumor. Uh, if you guys are like you guys are everybody that's listening to this is listening to it on Sunday. There was a report that came out about a half hour before we started recording that Tennessee is committed to Tannehill, which we all expected, because if you look at his contract, there's just about no way that that contract can be moved and Tennessee be able to do anything financially. It's just 
that if they traded Tannehill, they would save $10 million in cap. But if they cut him, his dead cap is like $58 million. It's just not happening. So we all expected that and knew that it was false. But for now, it's just fun to watch every single franchise that needs a quarterback try and explain and figure out the way that Rodgers is going to end up on their team next year. So I'm enjoying it. I'm looking at all this as positive because – I don't engage with the Packer drama. I just don't. I don't have time for it. I like watching, though, every other franchise and every other fan base just lose their minds about how they're going to get Rodgers on their team. That's fun for me. I love the Tampa Bay rumors. You know, Brady retires and, hey, maybe Rodgers will go to Tampa Bay. Hey, 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 that makes sense. Yeah, Brady's going to. They're not going to. Green Bay's not going to trade him to Tampa. I mean, that, that's not going to happen. But what if they did, Mark? That's the thing. I think that's what you're not considering is what if they did trade him to Tampa? Well, then they would, would we get have... Vita Vea back? <laughs> I want more than that. Well, that's just a starting point. Yeah. I mean, is it, but you're right. And that's what I'm saying. It's like, it, it, like you said, every team, whenever a quarterback vacancy opens, it's, oh, yeah, let's get Rodgers. Like, it's like that easy. Like, at number one, like, it's not going to cost you anything. It's, you know. It's, it's it is it is entertaining. I'll say that. No, Don. I mean, I've already yeah, we've already already heard Denver, Vegas, Pittsburgh, Indy, Philly, Tampa. San Francisco. Are there any Carolina rumors yet? No, there should be. They have nothing to give up. Well, I mean, they got DJ Moore. They got Brian Burns. They got the eighth uh, pick in the draft. Yeah, they got eighth pick in the draft this year. I mean, they they can give up this year's first, next year's first. DJ Moore, Brian Burns, and then this year's second, which would be a top 40 pick, right? Yeah. So, like, they got something. They have more <laughs> they than They got Casey Horn also. It's another guy. They, okay, so they there, there's options stuff. there. Yeah. And if I'm not mistaken, they have a good amount of cap space also. They should. They're, so they have $17 million in cap space right now. And Luckily for them, coaches have capped. Yeah. So, so there. I just like I remember Carolina was one of the teams last year because obviously they were in the uh, the quarterback redacted in Houston's uh, sweepstakes. They were. I remember they were briefly mentioned in the Rogers stuff. I'm just kind of surprised that I haven't seen them more like well, more I think, prominently floated out this year. I think Carolina. Again, living down here, I get more information than I um, ever did about the Panthers. But I still think if and when he's traded. Deshaun Watson winds up with the Panthers. It makes a lot of sense. They still love him here. Um, they wouldn't. They wouldn't. Whatever comes out. I mean, obviously he wouldn't. He's not going to go anywhere unless he gets, you know, exonerated from all his lawsuits and stuff. So, but and here it wouldn't be. A, it wouldn't be a nearly as the he he wouldn't be bringing the baggage to Carolina that he would to say Philadelphia, which is another rumor for him where. Um, he, you know, he's still beloved by South Carolinians and North Carolina from his days at Clemson and everything. So I think that's a good, if, if, if again, we're, we're getting off track here, but that's my guess is that the Panthers are more involved with Watson than anybody else. Fair, fair enough. So let's, let's just jump into the, into the Packers stuff. Cause they have a lot of work to do. And I know Mark, me and you talked about it yesterday a little bit about the, athletic article that came out with uh, Matt Schneidman and he and another cap guru about what they can do. And it, and it does start with Rogers. And one they thought talked about was adding, doing an extension, adding void years, 
but it'd be like a two-year, $92 million extension that would drop the cap hit these first two years, but would move it up in 2024, and then he would have two void years of $13 million. So one would be like a $26 million hit after he'd be gone after 2024. Like, what are your thoughts... Because this is the big topic is going to be yeah. if they extend him, what's the extension? If like, what do they do? If they were to extend him, what do you think the contract would look like? Something like they, they I mean, they're um, they're better with contracts than I am, so I, I think that's what. Let's all right. We, we we said this prior to to coming on, but the one thing I'm certain of is Aaron Rodgers will not be back in Green Bay under his current deal. There's no way he's coming back on a one year. Deal. There's no way the Packers can afford to keep 46 million of his deal. That that's his current cap hit, 46 million. So they're either going to, if he if they decide to bring him back and he wants to come back, they got to do a new deal. Whether it's a two year extension, four years, whatever. I mean, you could. The number of years are kind of irrelevant because, like, they'll be like you said, they'll be four years on it. But the goal would be to get that cap number, the, the 2022 cap number down into the 20s from 46 down into the 20s and then you're saving 20 plus million on the, on the cap um, and that would be the same it would probably be the same number because if they trade them his i mean when you take off the dead cap minus what they're saving they would still have a savings of about 20 million i think i think i guess it depends on if you trade them prior to june 1st or after june 1st you know you, you save a little more if you if you trade them after june 1st but then you got to carry a little bit more into 2023 so, yeah, I think Rodgers, yeah, his, his cap number, whether it's in Green Bay or his cap number, whether he's whether he's in Green Bay or not, is going to be in, in the 20 millions, not 46. Now, do I want to trade him? That's a topic for another for another day, maybe. Because <laughs> we can go on and on about that. Do we want Rodgers back next year? You brought Yari, you opened it. No. <clears throat> and not because I, 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 I listen, not because of anything, not because of the playoff game. It's time. It's time. Listen, the New England Patriots lost Tom Brady and he got nothing for him. And he went to Tampa Bay and won a Super Bowl. The Indianapolis Colts, Colts lost Peyton Manning, got nothing. He went to Denver and won a Super Bowl. The Green Bay Packers can get. You, you know, look at the things that you were just throwing out, Gage. Two ones of two, some really good players. I, listen, the Packers have to make this decision. Are we looking at the next two years or the next six, seven, eight years? Because, yes, the Green Bay Packers will be better in 2022 with Aaron Rodgers than they would be without Aaron Rodgers. There's no doubt. There's no way. I, I'm, a, I'm probably, a, I'm probably the, more of the of a Jordan Love fan than, than most. But even I won't tell you that Jordan Love's going to play as well next year as Aaron Rodgers would. I just, you know, it's not going to happen. Just like Aaron Rodgers wasn't as good as Brett Favre his first year. But eventually, he was, right? So, not, And I'm not even saying Love's going to be that. I'm just saying next year, yes, it's not going to be as good. The quarterback play won't be as good. However, so Rodgers comes back and he plays next year. And when whatever happens, happens. If you win a Super Bowl, that's, that's great. But if Eventually, he is going to leave, and you're going to get nothing. <laughs> so when he walks away, and by then, love might be gone. Now, now you're starting with ground zero with no quarterback, as opposed to getting – I mean, 
if one of these deals is, is real and they get all these picks and, and a couple of really good players, Jordan Love doesn't have to be Aaron Rodgers. He just has to be pretty good. And if they get enough, enough good players around him and they, and they draft well, he could be a, you know, a guy that takes her far. This could just be me. I think if you like bring Aaron Rodgers back and you extend him, you trade Love. But I feel like obviously you have to trade Love before the Rodgers stuff. I can't remember who I talked about this with on a podcast. I can't remember if it was you guys or someone else. That it was as soon as you like do the if you if you do the Rodgers extension before you trade Love, then the clock is on and everyone's going to know that you're looking to move love. So then your price is down on him and you can't shop love around too much because as soon as you start doing that, everyone in the league is going to know, Hey, this is what's going on. Rogers isn't going anywhere. They're trying to, they're trying to move love. You can lowball them because I, like, there's there, the, there, the I get that you topic. can do that. I get that you can extend Rogers and keep love. And then just by the time that Rogers fully retires, then you just have love. But then now you're giving love either, an extension or you're going to do like a one-year prove a deal and say hey look you hit this then we'll give you a massive extension whatever yeah but, love, but even that's risky yeah because love could just leave you as a free agent if, i mean yeah he absolutely could i 100 percent agree why would he i mean he, he could get to the point where he's like hey i'm tired of waiting you know the packers got really lucky back and it, and it was a different world then i guess but you know, that Rodgers did take an extension before Favre retired, which was, if you think about it, very fortunate for Green Bay. And, you know, I'm surprised, you know, but then again, I don't know. I mean, I guess he saw he knew eventually his time would come and he was willing to wait. Love might not be as patient. Yeah, that, that and that's the thing is also you talk about how the game was different. They were different drills different way training camps are run love love may have had some of the worst circumstances or a quarterback who was 21 on draft night has had in a long time no rookie camp no preseason comes in this year plays one game gets hurt in preseason because left tackle at the time couldn't block anything gets his first start on two days notice in with the toughest place to play in the league like he's been behind the eight ball since he got drafted so I like I I I'm, I believe his talent is real. I think he can I, I think he can play if you get if he runs Lafleur's offense and you give him an actual chance. But that's going to be a question: Is he going to be Aaron Rodgers? Most likely not. But like you said, in th- three four years from now, would he be a fr- the franchise quarterback for long term? Absolutely. I think, and I think now is the time to rip the bandaid off and we and see what they got. Wow, the more, I'm, I'm the more you all del- three of us agree on this. I thought maybe you know what is that the sentiment? You you guys are closer to it than I am. Do you think? What do you think the 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 pulse of of I think the, is? I think in my opinion, what I think it is is there is the and Zach Jacobson is the main like person that I kind of get this from. Is I saw a tweet in the last couple of weeks where someone said. I think it's time to trade Aaron Rodgers. We're okay with him being gone. And then he quote tweeted that person and said, they'll be begging for him to be back by October. So that could be that he is more in, he's more out on Jordan Love than we, than other people are. Or it also could be a matter of, he thinks that fans are just trying to do the whole thing. Oh, it's fine. We don't need him. We, we, we can move on. We'll be better off without him, et cetera, et cetera. 
I think that it's I think it's more like that is everyone's trying to convince themselves, you know what, it's okay if Rodgers is gone. We're we'll be fine without him. To just make it easier for them, like themselves, to move on. And that's kind of where I think the fans are. Like I I don't let up like a pro sports team more or less like dictate the ups and downs of my day. Yeah, when Green Bay lost to San Francisco, that was a rough ending to the night. But at the same time, I bounced back the next day and I was fine. I did a podcast the next week and people and he's like, yeah, I'm sorry for rubbing salt in the wound. And I was like, dude, I don't care. I'm OK. I was like, it happens. Teams lose. Thirty one teams lose before the Super- don't win the Super Bowl every single year. It's like, <laughs> it's OK. And that's kind of how I am. If Rodgers leaves, so be it. That's OK. I'll still be a Green Bay fan when when uh, August, September roll around. I'm not I'm not going to let just everything be ruined by him. If Green Bay is not as good next year, which without Rodgers, they're like they wouldn't be as good. That's okay. It happens. Move on. Let me ask you this, Gabe. You'll, you'll, I mean, obviously, I agree with everything that you just said. But let me ask. Let me just throw this question. Since you said you'll be a Packer fan come September, yeah, of course I will too. And you know, I'm sure my, you know, most people listening to us will. Will you be an Aaron Rodgers fan if he goes to the Denver Broncos? Are you rooting when the Broncos play the Raiders or the Chiefs or the Chargers? I probably won't root. I won't. I'll do the same thing I did when Favre left. I won't root against him unless he's playing against Green Bay. Well, you root for him. Yes, I guess. I mean, like, it's kind of how I am. It's kind of how I am when, like, here in Indiana. Like, I don't root against the Colts ever unless they're playing against Green Bay. I want the Colts to do well. But, but like, if Rodgers goes somewhere else, as long as he's not playing against Green Bay, yeah, go, go, man. But I'm not going to, like. I'm not going to, like, buy a Rodgers, like, Broncos jersey or nothing. I'm just like, yeah, I, sure. Awesome. Go have yeah. at it. Be great. I, I probably won't buy a jersey either because I don't buy jerseys. But I would I would root for I, I'll be honest. I will, if, again, assuming he goes to Denver or anywhere in the AFC, um, that would be that, that would become my favorite AFC team, and I would want to see them do well and play the Packers in the Super Bowl. Wouldn't that be something? Man, the NFL would love the that. The NFL would love that to happen. <laughs> Wisconsin would burn to the ground. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of I'm kind of with both you guys. I think the day after, even the week after the loss to San Francisco, the fan base was ready to move on, and like this kind of sentiment kind of showed that like in Wisconsin we take the Packers very very seriously, just as a state. It's just kind of the way we are, and that loss hit the state pretty hard. Because it shouldn't have, because this, because the circumstances of it, and the fact that it might be the end of an era. But I think more and more, and and Zach did make that point. Like they'll be back in October. That was in the emotion of the moment as well. So maybe that might be the case. But I also think after after what we went through with the far thing in 08, the whole will he, won't he, the, all the drama. A lot of people who, especially my age, a little bit older, 30s to the 40s. Don't want to deal with that again. So the Rangers just rip the Band-Aid off and move on instead of having all of the controversy around it. So there's others, those aspects as well. But then, again, people looking only to 2022, it'd be better if Roger stayed for the team to have a chance to run it back and win a Super Bowl. It'd be better with Aaron Rodgers under center. Luckily, none of us are Brian Gutekunst or Russ Ball or Mark Murphy or Matt LaFleur. So we don't have to make this decision. And take whatever comes with it, because it is going to be a media firestorm. When whatever whatever happens happens is going to be insane. The coverage is going to get in in February or March or whenever it does happen. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate 
isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. See, my thing too, talking, talking about the fans and, and their reaction, and I agree I what you're saying, I'm sure, is, you know, I agree with it in... I was I was a wreck that I couldn't I couldn't believe they lost that game, but and the way they lost, like like you said. But here's the people I'm not happy with right now are Packer fans, and I know some of these who, all right, they want to get rid of Rodgers. And like I said, I'm I don't want to get rid of Aaron Rodgers. I'm not. Those are not the words I'm using. I'm looking. I think it's in the best interest of the Green Bay Packers to uh, to acquire a bevy of picks and play. It's Herschel Walker, maybe. This could, I mean, this could turn in, I mean, the Dallas Cowboys became the Dallas Cowboys in the 90s because they traded Herschel Walker to Minnesota and got all those picks and players that turned into Emmett Smith and a bunch of guys on defense. And that's how they beat, that's how that dynasty was 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 built through that Herschel Walker trade. And they don't trade Herschel Walker. They, they hold on to him. They're not. They're they're a mediocre team, probably. Who knows? I mean, um, but and I'm not saying the Packers are going to turn into a dynasty by trading Aaron Rodgers, but they'll have that opportunity to get so much now. And like I said, the longer you wait, he's going to have to just walk away and and re, and good for him. Like just like Brady did, you know, and Manning, and they got and the Colts and Patriots were stuck. It's amazing that that they were, you know, they got nothing for two Hall of Fame quarterbacks. At least the Packers did get something for Favre, which they actually turned into Clay Matthews, which you know turned into you know was pretty good. But you know, but I don't like people bad mouthing. I, I, I got off track, but there are people saying, "Yeah, get rid of Rodgers. He he's you know he choked in the playoffs again. He's no good. We got to get rid of him." No, that's that. Don't don't go there. Like I said. I'm, I'm going to, if Aaron Rodgers goes to anywhere but the Bears or Vikings, I'll, I'll be rooting for him. Because, like, I did root, I rooted for Favre with the Jets. No, I couldn't root for him with the Vikings. No, that's, that's another story. Now, did you root for him with the Vikings when no, he wasn't nope. playing against Green Bay? No, no. Okay, no I just wanted to see if it was just, no. I, 
Just wanted to clarify there. I, if my brother played for the Vikings, I wouldn't root for the Vikings. So, that's fair. That's just how I am. And, I, and I'm, yeah. And I almost had a good friend get a job with the Vikings, and I was like, no, please don't. And he didn't. So that worked out fine. So no, I'm not rooting for the Vikings. But Denver Broncos, I'm, you know, I could get into. You know, Hackett seems like a great guy. I wouldn't mind rooting for him. And, you know, I could be a, a AFC Bronco fan. Fair enough. And, and we spend plenty of time on Rogers, so. Let's move on to some of the oh. other notable ones, because because uh, we'll we'll jump in and as we're talking, we can also kind of, uh, I'll kind of scan also because Mur- Murphy just dropped his uh, day five and we're recording this title, a great opportunity wasted. So that is a very interesting title, and I'm interesting to see what it says on there. But let's talk about Devonte Adams then. Gage, I'll ask you first. If Rogers goes. Do they bring back Adams? I don't see a world where Adams plays for Green Bay next year where Aaron Rodgers is in the quarterback under center. I think that Devontae is – if Devontae – if Rodgers is gone, I think Devontae is gone. I think that he'll, like, do the tag and trade thing, but I don't see him playing for Green Bay again unless Rodgers is the quarterback. I just think that he knows at his age – this is his one last chance for a one a like one a big payday and two to be on a contending team. And if Rodgers leaves, whether that's retirement or trade or whatever, I don't think that Adams will see this team as a contender. Even though like if Green Bay gets a big haul back and Jordan Love just has to be serviceable, they could still be a contending team. That's the benefit of having a quarterback on a rookie deal. But I don't. I think if Rodgers is gone, I don't see Devontae coming back. If, all right, uh, switch it. So if Rodgers does come back, do you think it's a guarantee that Adams comes back? I think it's just about a guarantee. I think so, so Adams. It's a package deal. I honestly here. think that Devontae would take a discounted deal to if Rodgers came back, because I think Rodgers would also take a discounted deal, and that so I think that they would both take a discount to try and both come back. Discount double check. Yes, precisely. That, but I think, but I think that it is a package deal. If one's gone, they're both gone. If one's back, they're both back. That's you don't see any 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 I, scenario I see, with Rodgers here and Adams gone. I I mean that I see that that world exists, but I just think it's a greater likelihood that it's both or it's either neither or both. I don't right. I like obviously I think that if it's either if one if only one is back, I think it is Rodgers, and I think it's a Devontae thing where he leaves because he is trying to like get the most money possible. But I also like I said, I think that he would be willing to take a discounted deal to come back to Green Bay if Rodgers came back and also, like, because I think Rodgers would take a discounted deal as well. What does that discount look like? Because it's going to be a raise either way. Well, I think, so, like, I was trying to think about it, like, from a Rodgers standpoint, like, what Rodgers would get, and not including, like, void years and stuff. If I was looking at it, I think Rodgers would probably get four years. I think that Green Bay would do like four years with like an out after the third year, maybe. And it just kind of depends on how nice, like how nice slash willing Rogers is willing to be in terms of taking less money. Like if he was willing to take less like annual or like less total value, but more like guaranteed, would he be willing to do like four for a hundred? And I know most people would be like, oh, that's criminally underpaid. And it's like, guess what? He's a nearly 40 year old quarterback. Exactly. He's not going to get he's he's going to get less money. It's just how it works. And 
like he could go somewhere else. But I don't know if any is there anyone else in the league other than teams that are that have bad management that are going to toss him a humongous like amount of money at, annually when he could easily just walk away after one year. I almost don't think that there's another team that could hand him a huge deal that he would like be worthy of or want. And yet wouldn't be terrified that he was going to just walk away after one season like the we like Green Bay watched and dealt with him all year long with his appearances on McAfee and his and on all of his various opinions and and how he was kind of last year and just his kind of abrasiveness towards the floor or whatever. And just Green Bay has dealt with it all. Green Bay knows how to has worked with him for 16, 17 years, whatever it is. He's a complicated fellow. He is. Uh, thank you, uh, Mark Murphy. <laughs> but so, so I think that Green Bay is in the rare position of they can kind of they're they know more how to handle him, quote unquote, than other teams would be able be able to do. And so, I think if Rodgers was willing to come back and take a discount, I think Devontae would take one as well. I don't know how much of one because, like, obviously that was the whole thing was he wanted to be highest paid wide receiver in the NFL, and in order to do that, you had to be. Like what? What was the amount that he had to get to? Like twenty-seven. Yeah, yeah. Which the Devonte, which the DeAndre Hopkins deal is stupid because he's not. So he's making twenty-seven point two five. Meanwhile, the next highest is Julio with twenty-two million. But really, Deion, like I don't think Devonte would get that high. I think Devonte would probably settle in in the twenty-two to twenty-five range. All right. What What's your take just on? Take Rodgers out of the, the equation. I know it's hard to do because, and I agree with everything that you said, Gage. I think if they're both back or they're or neither's back. Although I think there's a better chance of Adams maybe coming back with love. I mean, if they give him enough money, um, you know, who, who knows? But I don't know, like, and again, I'm, I'm going to sound like the bad guy here, but I've seen wide receivers fall off the cliff overnight. They just hit that. We saw it in Green Bay. Uh, Antonio, I mean, I'm a little older. Antonio Freeman was great. Great. Not maybe not as good as Adams, but he was a great wide receiver. And then every year you saw a slip, a little slip, a little slip, and then boom. Next thing you know, he was a backup in Philly. Um, Jordy Nelson. There's there's one big thing. I, I don't know as much about Antonio Freeman. I know about him from, Ma- from Madden, and he was great on there at Brett Fire. It was awesome. But I know about Jordy. Jordy's game was a lot like he had he had like the connection with Rodgers, but he also had a lot of game based on athleticism. Devontae's game is not based on athleticism. His athleticism helps, but it's not based on that. He's he's top. He's the number one route running wide receiver in the NFL. It's like him and then Hunter Renfro. Okay, that's mostly joking, but like Devontae Adams, his whole game, his his whole game isn't based on athleticism, and that's why I think that he is one of the few wide receivers that'll be able to age well. Kind of like Jerry Rice. Jerry Rice's game wasn't based on athleticism. His game was based on one, his hard work, kind of like Brady, and two, just his like he constantly worked at his craft to be just the best at it. And okay, my athleticism is kind of waning. Let me find a way to take like be better at the other things that don't require athleticism, like route running. Like, that's why Larry Fitzgerald was able to play for as long as he was. It's just he didn't base his entire game on athleticism. Meanwhile, you get a guy like Des Bryant, who that's why he was good, was because he was big and athletic and he could do things that not everybody else could do. But he didn't adapt as he got older. And when when his athleticism was gone, 
he just wasn't effective. Rod or Adams is 30 years old and he, you can't tell me that he looked like, like he what that he wasn't the best receiver in football this year. It was him and Cooper Cup, and Cooper Cup is like I believe four years younger than him. Yeah, probably. Right. So that so that's the only reason why I'm not as afraid of Devontae. Okay. And, so you like, don't mind him giving him? All right, so you're giving him what a five year deal? Uh, if I'm giving him five, I need an out after I need a partial out after three and a full out after four. Okay. So I'm like if by the time you're in that after that right. fourth season, like the legs are just gone, you're just you're not the guy. I need a full out. That's just <coughs> a partial out. Like if you give me like a 50 percent out after the third year. But I like I, I'd be OK with it just because his game isn't based on athleticism, which is that's obviously that's the main thing. And he's with, not a burner. He's not yeah. one of those like, yeah, you know, he's not Sean Jackson. He's not he's not one of those guys. You lose a second. You're not you're just a guy now instead of. Yeah, he's he's a guy that can like Donald Driver, how Donald Driver just played forever because his game wasn't necessarily an athleticism thing. He was just he actually got better. Yeah, yeah, because he focused on not being an athletic guy. He focused on just being a good football guy. And that's Devontae Adams is a guy that doesn't rely on athleticism. He just relies on being good. Okay. Once Trevor stopped being an Olympic high jumper or Olympic level high jumper, yeah, he became a much better receiver. Yeah, I'm kind of in the bowl with both of you guys. I do think there is a chance he's back without Rodgers, partly because of the money and partly because I think I think he, he still thinks he'd be more productive in Green Bay than any other place that wouldn't have Rodgers. Just because, yeah, I think there's a connection with Lafleur with him and how and how they work together with with the route combinations that they develop and, and Vrabel and and some of the other coaching staff. But that's again a crazy scenario that will cross that bridge when it gets to it. Let's look at some of the other notable ones because I do want to look at the other receivers quick. It came out MVS wants to stay, and the team wants him back. At, yes. But that's going to come down to price point, and it's once Rogers and Adams have their things, it then that's when the dominoes will start. What's the price point for MVS that you'd be willing to do, and what do you think he's he might get in the open market? Because he a guy with his speed and his size could probably get a pretty good second contract from another team that would outbids. I'm thinking a team like Jacksonville, who's got the cap room and they can bring him in, and he could be a really good weapon for Trevor Lawrence. Well, that's up to him, too. Does he want to? Well, what's going to hold him back a little bit is missing six games this year. Um, his numbers are very, I mean, I mean, if you just look at his numbers, he's not going to get much at all because he, his numbers are, don't jump out at you. Now, teams are the smart teams are smarter than that, and they know what kind of player he is. I don't, it's hard to say what I would give him. Well, here's my thing. You're not bringing back. There's no way in the world you could bring back Devontae Adams, MVS, and give Alan Lazard his tender. So if you bring MVS back, then you're not going to tender Alan Lazard, right, at $4 million. You can't. You can't afford I mean, not a team that's as – I mean, if you do that, then you're getting rid of half your defense. So I was kind of well, curious. We, just you're going to get rid of Cobb first. We know that. Yeah, Cobb can't be back. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. So I was kind of looking at numbers from a couple of years ago because I didn't want to use last year's free agency because obviously with the depressed cap, there was just much less money to go around. The 2020 free agent class, especially a wide receiver, I don't know if you guys remember just how bad it was. There was only three guys in the entire class that received more than $6.5 million on their on their deal. It was Randall Cobb, Manny Sanders, Robbie Anderson. They were the only three guys in the entire wide receiver free agent class that got more than 65 Rashad Perriman six, got 6.5. Seth Roberts got 3.7. Devin Funches got 2.5 from Green Bay, actually. So, There's a name. So you just – Geronimo Allison got a million. So I, so you're sitting there and you look through, and this wide receiver class, I don't, I, can't, I don't know off the top of my head just how much better it is. Like, obviously, Devontae is the headliner. Right. Devontae, Chris Godwin, A-Rob, Will Fuller, Jameson Crowder – uh, Ty is long in the tooth, obviously, but you got Juju. There's there's a lot more names. Mike Williams. I think that MBS will actually have to come back at a discount just because there's not going to be as much money to go around. Because like the cap went up from last year, but it's still there's still not a ton of cap to go around. And you have teams that are constantly trying to be younger and trying to get get better at different spots. Like you mentioned the Jaguars and how they might be interested in them. The Jaguars, especially a wide receiver, they already have DJ Chark and uh, who they have DJ Chark, Chenault. Marvin Jones, and then Chenault. But no, who's there's one there's one other one who is a down the field guy. That's like that's what his whole thing is is downfield stuff. It's not stuff close to the line of scrimmage, and which where like that's where Le, or Le Chenault uh, thrives. So it's that's a team that has a lot of money, but they might not they might not actually look for MBS because they don't really have a need for what he does because they already have guys that do his thing. And I think that MBS might actually come a lot cheaper than we're expecting just because the thing he's so – I don't want to call him a one-trick pony because he can do multiple things, but he's very specific, like, muse-wise. And, and if he wants to be back in Green Bay, Green Bay wants him back. Yeah, I don't think it will cost all that much money to keep him after all. Do you think they can keep Adams, him, and Lazard? I do. Because because MBS has been so inconsistent. He's also 28, so he's a little older. So I think that there's only so many, like, there's not necessarily people aren't, like, trying to hand out huge contracts to receivers who have had drop issues in the past, have had issues staying healthy, or like this year, coming off an injury season. And he, like, while he does provide a very specific skill set, that very specific skill set, unless you're like Deshaun Jackson has never been a high paying gig. It's always been a like gig where you get like average money. Even Robbie Anderson, when he, in that 2020 class, he got 
or whenever he got his last extension, it was like two for 20. So he only got 10 mil per and Robbie could at least do something underneath. Whereas MBS is basically a downfield guy or you do long drag routes across the middle. So I just don't think MBS is going to be that expensive as we're, as we're thinking, by the way, uh, I don't know how much truth there is to it. There was a report about 11 hours ago that the Packers are allegedly offering Rogers a monster deal. Oh, I, so. I saw you, but I never heard of the guy that, that reported it. I've only, I've only seen him from like other people sharing his stuff. But anyway, I think that MBS is going to be a lot cheaper than we think it is because okay. the, cheap, the, by all, by all means, bring him back. Yeah. I and think anytime you can get a guy that wants to be in green Bay, that's, that's a good thing. Wait, no, this can't be right. This is kind of a breaking news tweet from an hour ago. I don't know how much truth there is. Rich Basaccia might be going to coming to Green Bay. This, this entire thing Give is off the money the now. I apologize. Yeah. Wouldn't, it be, the, wouldn't, wouldn't it. be the worst decision this team's ever made? Although yeah. everyone loves him because they watched him take over as a head coach. And I thought did a great job. I really do. I mean, to take that team, that team was a they had a million reasons to pack it in this year. And the coach gets let go over crazy stuff and their their number one wide receiver, you know, gets involved in a terrible accident where he where he kills a woman. The their 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 another first round pick cornerback goes to I mean, it's crazy, right? I mean, and he, you know, he so he did a I can't say enough good things about the job he did. I'm kind of surprised he, he got fired, but um Raiders special teams were just okay. I mean, compared to what Green Bay, they were the greatest ever, but it's not like you know it'll be that would be a great move. But there's other I actually did a story for Packer Report last week on, I, I named four coaches. He was one of my four, but he wasn't. I like the guy, uh, the assistant in Seattle, assistant in Baltimore, who I wouldn't mind um, either one of those. But I would, but hey, listen, they can get this guy. Players love him, apparently, which is always a good thing. I didn't want Joe Judge, by the way. I didn't want any part of him. And, and he's tough on his, his, his guys. So I think that would help with the special teams, like get them shaped up. But again, that's a topic for another day. If he does actually arrive, if they do bring him in, uh, I I want to talk about one more receiver and then uh, the tight end really quickly, because weirdly enough, EQ would t- would probably come league minimum, which would be less than what he made last year by about 150, 180 grand. Do you bring him in for even just a non-guaranteed training camp league minimum deal? Sure. Yeah. Was, uh, for, yeah. I mean, if, if he's willing to come back that cheap, yeah. Yeah. Where I can cut him at camp and doesn't cost me anything. Yeah, it would cost you maybe like a hundred grand or like a like a very small signing bonus. Yeah, I'd bring him back. I mean, if he's willing to come back for that, I would. Because he he does play special teams, which you know we just that's obviously an area that's going to have to be addressed, and they and they can't just put a bunch of rookies on special teams. So, yeah, if, if he comes back for less than he made this year, I believe, yeah, sure. Let, let, let him let him compete with the Jawan Winfrey and um, you know if they, if they I mean if they're bringing all these receivers back they're not going to draft a wide receiver I guess too early right probably not and then you talked about MVS and his injury issues what do you do with Tunyon I can't bring him back at, at anything more than a one year very low salary because we saw it's an ACL we saw a guy with an ACL not really play this year. The Packers and their in their situation with the way their cap is, you know, every hundred thousand dollars adds up, and you can't have a you can't have him making four even say four or five million, which is a lot less than he would have gotten if he didn't get hurt. 
but you can't even have that kind of money, even $3 million, sitting on your cap for a guy that's going to be on pup for half the year. And then maybe not even come, you know what I'm saying? If it was any other kind of injury, I'd, I'd, I'd think differently. But I just watched a guy tear his ACL and miss you know, basically the, the entire year. I, and Tunyon tore his, what, what, what's the date that he tore his? I, I forget what game it was now. I believe the Arizona game. Yeah, Arizona, Arizona which okay. I believe was week eight or nine. So middle of the season, that yeah. gives him a little bit of an edge over Bakhtiari, who didn't do it till December. But but still, I'm I'm very I'm very lenient on bringing a guy back that had, that might not be able to play. But then again, every team in the league's going to think that, right? So he has no leverage with anyone. Yeah, no, I think that it's I think he's similar to EQ in the aspect of if he's going to cost you too much money, you kind of you're okay with moving on from him. But I'm not. I'm not. I like. I like Tunyon, and I think he's a guy that wants to be back. But I also am not stupid to the fact that he's a. He is coming off a torn ACL. He's not necessarily the most athletic guy to begin with. You had to, you drafted Deguara. You have Ty, what is it? Tyler Davis, right? Yes. Yeah, well, Tyler would come for league minimum. Yeah, so I think that there's you have Dominique Dafty who you could try and look to bring back as well. So I think that there are enough other guys out there at his position that if he wants anything other than like the minimum amount of money you're going to give him, I think that it's not necessarily the best move for you to make. And I also think that he's kind of a a Rodgers like guy that if similar to Adams, where I think if Rodgers is gone, I think you're okay with moving on from Tunyon. Like he might be liked in Green Bay, but it's also yeah, we can we can move on from we can find ways to replace him. I'm with you guys. So just because we're getting long in time, I I won't go near the defense because that's another 40 minute debate that we could have with Campbell and Douglas and all those guys. I'll I'll bring up one more player just because we talked a little bit about special teams now. And that's Bohorquez. Bring well, him I, back. You can bring up Crosby too. Uh, because do you think Crosby's back? No, no, mm. Crosby's gone. Is Crosby Crosby's still under contract, right? Yeah, and he's yeah, he's two and a half million. It's a big cap hit by letting him go. You know what? And they and they they just signed Molson for uh yeah. the exclusive they rights. Keep, they they didn't keep Molson around all year because they didn't like him. I mean, they they obviously see something in him. You can save to. Here's what I hope. I hope Crosby. Because I, I hate cutting guys that you really like and have been around a long time. Hopefully, he retires and he becomes the assistant special teams coach. How's that? He can help the kicker. He, he can be Molson's kicking coach. But but Jorquez, I would bring back because you don't want to go through a punter in a year kind of thing. And he's not going to ask for much, right? He, he can't demand too much, can he? Probably not. He'd be on his third team. I mean, he's already his third team in two years. Yeah, but I mean, the, yeah, t- I mean, the guy that he got cut from like is Johnny Hecker, who's been one of the best punters in the NFL for the last, what, decade or however long he's been around at this point? Yeah, about... So it's so it's like yeah. yeah you got cut from a team but it's also it that'd be like being the backup kicker in Baltimore exactly or the backup Hecker, kicker in Indy during the prime Vinatieri so I think it's the like, Rams the Rams plan was they had him just in case Hecker wouldn't take a pay cut and he did so they they had to keep him once he took his pay cut I guess I honestly assume the entire reason that they kept that they kept Molson all year was for COVID concerns just in case like Crosby got COVID one day they wanted to make sure that I they had a backup kicker available. I obviously I'm never around practices. I wouldn't be surprised if they always told Mason and Molson, Hey, you guys are not allowed to meet in the same room. You guys want to talk, do it over zoom. Just always be on opposite sides of the building. You kick opposite directions, whatever it takes. 
just to like because that's that's honestly what I assume they kept Molson around for. It might be that they like the guy, but at the same time, I just figured it was kind of we want to make sure that we have a kicker available if this one get if uh, Crosby gets put on the COVID list. Fair enough. And and if they do move on to Molson, keep Crosby, they they do have a ready made sponsorship with the Canadian market. <laughs> yeah, so exactly. Oh, the headline writers will love it too, right? Molson, you know, Molson Golden, Molson, every, you know, if you, um, but yeah, oh, yeah. I, I mean, listen, yeah. again, it's time to move. I mean, and not just because I'm not going to blame him for all the miss, all the misses this year because some were his fault, some weren't. But in fact, like, you know, it's time. Again, it's just, and it, like I said, if you, every $100,000 this team saves adds up because they're going to, you know, like you said, we didn't even talk about some of the other guys that they, I think they have to keep. Um, if you can save two and a half million on 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 your, for you know an older kicker that's coming off his worst year, I think you do it. I know. Listen, I'm not I'm not handing the job to Molson either. Molson would be the favorite, but I may I may use a late round pick on a kicker, seventh rounder, or bring in a kicker. You know, I'm not letting Molson think it's his. It's his. He has to win the job against somebody else. Yeah, I'm with you guys. And Bohorquez, his contract was 1.02 million, so we'll see whether he gets any raise or if he keeps it around that mark. But there, there's a lot to go through and not enough time to do it. I mean, there's so many other guys we can bring up, and we oh, got plenty of offseason to talk about it's gonna it. It's going to be a fun offseason. Absolutely. And so with that being said, we're going to start to wrap things up. Um, this is the last one also for the three of us together. I know, Mark, you're going to, I think, Thursdays. They moved, moved me around like, 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 I don't know. Yeah, I'm on Thursday. I'll be on Thursdays now. Must see pack a day. Thursday night, must see TV or something. Uh, there you go. Back in the day. Right in the, right, going into TGIF. Now, who you got? Uh, who's who's so, coming in for me? Uh, Nick is coming in with us okay. starting next week. Right. So that'll be, it'll be good to have him back around, around the podcast and, as much as it it is, it'll hurt to say goodbye. We'll, we'll see you around, Mark. I know we'll yeah, and, hey, listen, we'll film in other days. And, day. Things came up. Who knows? We'll, we might both be doing Tuesdays. Come come one day. You never know. <laughs> Very much so. So as we wrap things up, Mark, where can people find you? Um, on Twitter, Mark Eccles zero eight, and at Packer Report, I have a, like I said, I have a story up now on um, four possibilities for special teams coach. One of them was. The guy that is being mentioned now. So, read that story. Um, then I'll have, you know, we'll see how this, how next week goes. I'll have a couple stories up as well. And Gage, what about you? You can find me as always on Twitter at gbridgefordnfl. Uh, still working with Rotoballer, Dynasty Nerds, Denver Stiffs is the majority of my content right now. Just with uh, fantasy football being kind of in the off season, uh, might be chipping in with some various draft guides around the internet. Possibly the Cheesehead TV draft guide. Not 100% sure on that one yet, but I'll. As always, all of my content is always on my Twitter. Sound good. And you can find me on Twitter at Mike Wetlands, all one word. Uh, find my broadcasting work at Zaleski Sports. I'll be very busy. I'm doing five games next week over Central Wisconsin High School sports involving hockey and basketball mostly as those regular seasons start to wrap up. So I'm going to be pretty active on the airwaves uh, next week all over the, all over Central Wisconsin. And, of course, find our whole team at Packaday Podcast on social media. Follow the YouTube channel, the Packaday Podcast, and wherever your favorite podcast platform is, we will be there as well. So we thank you all for joining us. And for Mark Eckel, for Gage Bridgeford, this is Mike Wendland saying so long, everybody. Stay warm, stay safe, always carry the G, and always and forever, go Pack Go.